0: Welcome to Econ On The Go. In this episode, we're gonna talk about consumer surplus and elasticity. These are two concepts that relate to the demand curve and build off what we talked about last time. We're still in the domain of the chief marketing officer because it is focused on demand. Consumer surplus is the first part. And this is the concept that when you pay less than your maximum willingness to pay for a good or service, you're left with extra money that you would have been willing to spend, but don't have to. So think about buying a dress at a a dress store. You're willing to walk into that store with $50 and say, I'm willing to pay $50 for that dress but the price on the price tag is only $25. And you don't walk up to the cashier and say, I was willing to pay $50 for this dress, I will give you $50. You say, great, I have 25 extra dollars that I don't have to spend for that dress. That's consumer surplus. So it is the area under the demand curve and above the market price, out to the amount purchased. If we look at our demand curve on a price quantity axis, Then it is the area below the demand curve, because those are our maximum willingnesses to pay, and above the price in the market, how much we actually have to pay for the good or service. Elasticity is the other concept related to demand, and this is a measure which we use a lot in economics because, broadly speaking, it measures the sensitivity of one economic variable when we change another economic variable. And one of the first elasticities that we focus on is the demand elasticity, which is how much do we change the quantity that we buy of a good or service when the price changes? So as the price for those dresses change, say the price drops, how many more dresses are we going to buy? And elasticity is measured in terms of percentage changes, not absolute level changes. So, I want to think about when the price for the dresses drop by 1%, how many additional dresses am I going to buy in percentage terms? So, if the price drops by 1%, I will buy 5% more dresses. That's my elasticity the 5% divided by the 1%. So, our elasticity is the percentage change in quantity divided by the percentage change in price. Now, we can write this as a couple different ways. The percentage change in quantity is the change in quantity divided by the actual quantity or the initial level of quantity. And so we can write that as DQ divided by Q and the percentage change in P or percentage change in price is the change in price divided by the beginning price. That's just what it means for a percentage change the difference between the end value and the beginning value divided by the beginning value. And so if we write this dq divided by q divided by dp divided by p, then we can rearrange and have dq divided by dp times p over q which is a formula for elasticity we use a lot because dqdp is the expression for the change in the demand curve the derivative of quantity with respect to price we can calculate that by using our demand curve and we know what p and q are because those are the initial starting points of price and quantity on the demand curve now elasticity is always going to be between minus infinity and zero It will never be a positive number because demand slopes down, the law of demand. That means the percentage change in quantity and the percentage change in price are always going to move in opposite directions. One will be positive and the other is negative. If the change in quantity is positive, the price will be negative. Or if the change in quantity is negative, then the percentage change in price will be positive. It can be zero because in some instances when you change the price, if people don't change how much they buy, then the percentage change in quantity will be zero regardless of the percentage change in price in the denominator. So it can be zero. And this helps us think about what are the ranges in that minus infinity to zero and what do we call them? Now between minus infinity and minus one, we say that that is elastic demand very stretchy, which means as we change price by 1%, there's a big percentage change in quantity. It's like stretching a rubber band. Between minus one and zero, it's inelastic. That means as we change price by one percentage point, then the percentage change in quantity is less than 1%. It's a smaller change. It's it's a very rigid demand for quantity, and so it doesn't change that much. And then at that minus one in between, we call that unit elastic and unit in mathematics refers to one. And so at minus one, it's the in-between elastic and inelastic, and so we call it unit elastic. So again, between minus infinity and minus one is elastic, between minus one and zero is inelastic. And we can also think about two different elasticities related to demand that are called the cross-price elasticity and the income elasticity. Remember, the elasticity is just the percentage change in one economic variable divided by the percentage change in another economic variable. So the cross-price elasticity says, what is the percentage change in the quantity of good X when there's a percentage change in the price of good Y? So this might be how many more dresses are we going to buy? What's the percentage change in the quantity of dresses when there's a percentage change in the price of shirts? or the price of suits, or the price of some other clothing item. This number can be either positive or negative. It's not downward sloping, and it's going to depend on whether they are substitutes or complements. So as the price of shirts go up, we're gonna buy fewer shirts and buy more dresses. That means if the cross price elasticity is positive, we have substitutes. Now let's think about the cross price elasticity if it's negative. What might be a complement for a dress? Well, maybe a nice pair of shoes. So if the price of shoes goes up, we're gonna buy fewer shoes, which means we don't need a dress to pair with those shoes, we're gonna buy fewer dresses. Percentage change in quantity of dresses goes down as the percentage change in price of shoes goes up. So if cross price elasticity is negative, then we have complements cross-price positive substitutes, cross-price negative complements. And the final one is income elasticity. This is the percentage change in the quantity divided by the percentage change in income. And so as income goes up, what happens to the quantity of the dresses? If it goes up, then that means it's a normal good, or if it goes up a lot, it's a luxury good. And if the income elasticity is negative, then that means it's an inferior good. As the income goes up by a certain percentage, the quantity of that good or service purchased goes down, then it's an inferior good. So own price elasticity or the basic demand elasticity, that is always gonna be negative, but cross price elasticity and income elasticity can be positive or negative, and that tells us whether they're substitutes or complements or normal or inferior goods. That is consumer surplus and elasticity and it sort of rounds out our discussion of demand. So next time we are going to focus on supply, which is the other side of our market equilibrium.